Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. Oh, man, we got a, a shot at Danny Etling on our text line at 870-870 from the 504. Even New England tired of Etling, or I guess maybe tried Etling. Yeah, New England released Danny Etling, the former LSU quarterback, today. He'll probably land somewhere. Not probably. He will land somewhere, at least on a practice squad, I would think. You're not in the Patriots organization as a quarterback behind Tom Brady with Bill Belichick in that system and just magically disappear from every NFL roster. He'll land somewhere. Let's go to Pierre and Gentilly. Pierre, what's going on? Hey, what's going on, Seth? I'm great. Pierre, how are you? doing wonderful. I had a question. Uh, I know the Saints, uh, they do this every year as far as going out and practicing with another team. Uh-huh. What do they get from those practices that they don't get from the practices when, they just, when it's just them? Uh, well, it's playing against a different group of guys. That seems obvious, but it needs to be said. A different system, and you're not familiar with that system. So, if you're practicing as the Saints offense, right, and you're seeing the same defense, the same schemes, the same players, the same play calls defensively for four weeks in practice all of a sudden as an offense you're kind of going to know what's coming right well now you go to the los angeles you're facing the Chargers. you don't know what's coming right you know i just hope uh as far as uh, davenport you know a lot of people have been overreacting maybe underreacting but i hope he gets you know get some good work while he's out there and he has a better game uh sometime. yeah he does and and look there are plenty of people pierre to marcus davenport's discussion that we had yesterday on the show there's plenty of guys who perform better in games than practice right the old gamers now you got to show something in practice I just had the conversation yesterday I don't I'm not worried about Marcus Davenport too much at all but it is worth pointing out that he has done squadoosh at camp and in that first preseason game that's not taking a shot that's just telling you exactly what's happened and that's nothing with Marcus Davenport over these last couple of weeks thanks for the call Pierre again our phone number is 504-260-1870 and our text line's 870-870 First, though, let's bring on in Steve Court, former Saints offensive lineman and my co-host on – maybe I'm his co-host, actually. I'm his co-host on Fans First Take on Saints Game Day. Back in action this Sunday at 11 o'clock, getting you ready for Saints Chargers. Steve, what's going on, man? How you doing, buddy? I Look, I am great, man. It's uh, – you know this. It's kind of the dog days for us if we're covering this team, but it's, it's fun, right? It's fun. We get to talk football every day. Well, that's true, too. So, yeah, I enjoyed it as well. Yeah. Well, I thought, quick thoughts on Marcus Davenport. I, I haven't really uh, bugged you about this yet or texted you about mm-hmm. it. But like I said there, I think you heard me. He's done nothing. Uh, I'm, I'm, again, I'm not taking a shot. I'm just telling you, in, in practice, from what we've seen in that game, 19 snaps, no pressures, no sacks, really hasn't done anything in camp. I don't know how worried we should be, if at all. What do you see from him? I wouldn't be I wouldn't be too worried at this just this juncture. I think he's had to come a long way, obviously since the uh, you know preceding year of the injury that he had, and I think that he's come back you know full strength now. And you, you've seen him sort of you know obviously get the benefit of having that second year, but probably not the full benefit as he would have had if had he not been injured. So he's a little behind just from the standpoint as he haven't you know he hasn't had as many snaps as he would have had he not been injured, which is obvious, but. Look, I'm not too worried about him. I think he's put together a good body of work from the standpoint practice-wise. You know, I've, I did watch him practice, and, and it, to me it looks like he's um, a much different player than he was, you know, his rookie year. But, but 
yeah, you hopefully that he'll start to show up, you know, again in games and things. But look, this would be, um, for instance, this week. This is a, this is a great opportunity for him to really go out and sort of show what he can do against another tackle or I guess another offensive line, another group of guys. I mean, you start knowing guys sort of what their pass rush moves are and, and you know, what they're going to try to do and what they do best uh, after you practice against them for a while and much less practice them for several weeks. So um, this would be a good opportunity for them to start, start uh, stepping up. What did you see from Trey Hendrickson? Had that, uh, that pressure, was pretty darn good every snap we saw him, Steve. Trey's got, he's one of those guys who's got a real high motor. I mean, there's no question. This guy is an effort player, um, and we've seen that before. And, and uh, look, he's a little bit – he's a little bit of an undersized guy, but he makes up for it in, in hustle and, and really in just uh, – he's got this motor that, that he sort of turns on, and he is, he is relentless. And I think that's where he plays his best. But I think if we can stay, keep him healthy – um, he's obviously a great addition to what we, you know, already have. We already know about him. Yeah, we know about him. We know about most of this yeah. defensive line. Even saw Malcolm Brown. You know, he's been showing yeah. out at practice. I mean, this defensive line is. Look, I don't know. I guess you got to get Sheldon Rankins back. Maybe not as talented top end, but certainly deeper, right, Steve? Than we've seen. Well, no question. And like I think I told you before last week, I, I really sort of predict that, that our defensive line is going to be more prolific in sacks this year than they were last year and I think that's saying a lot because I think we did pretty well last year and I think that if we get the addition of 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 Davenport coming in and then you know obviously Hendrickson he'll be back with you know in you know with full tilt and and then I think you know with what we've added with Malcolm Brown and, and some of the other guys up the middle the fact that you know okay we lost a couple of guys but but I think that with Sheldon if he can come back and, and to continue to have some pop I know it's kind of a difficult injury and it hasn't been, you know, quite as long as it needs to be for him to come back to that to that level. But uh, it shouldn't take him too long to get shined up again before he's back out doing his thing. And so not only does he give us depth, but I think that there's guys that, from what I've seen in camp so far, that um, seem to me like they have really, really sort of um, stressed sort of the pass rush, especially from the interior guys, not just the outside, not, not just the Cam Jordans and the – and force that are on the edge out there but I'm talking about the guys that are the interior the three techniques and your nose tackles um it seems to me like they've sort of stepped it up as far as uh, what they're supposed to do as far as uh, rushing the passer yeah and isn't that always overlooked Steve what those guys are doing on the inside to take up bodies and also push the pocket and then it's yeah. the guys on the outside yeah. who are getting all yeah. you know getting all the love yeah Seth, well Seth, you can't, because you can't see it it's not it's not as visible until you know it breaks free or unless it, you know, it's a complete jailbreak and somebody, you know, turns somebody loose. But when you see this constant pressure over and over and over again, and and you notice that that pocket, when that quarterback is constrained because he can't step up in it, and then you see the fruition of it happen because, you know, you're getting a blitzing, you know, a, a blitzing linebacker, and or you're getting, the, you know, the ends come free around the outside and they get sacked. You think it's, oh man, it's a great thing we have those guys and they're making up sacks. But a lot of times. Those are all just incumbent upon the on the fact that that pocket's getting crushed by those guys in the interior because that's really sort of where um, sort of the genesis of sacks are really sort of generated is really sort of in that interior. He's Steve Quartz here on the last lap at Saint Sixty on Twitter. 
longtime Saints offensive lineman, host of Fans First Take on Saints Game Day right here on WWL. Offensive side of the ball, Steve, he had to like what Teddy Bridgewater did. 14-19, buck 34, one touchdown, ran the offense pretty well. Yeah, I was uh, really pleased with watching him play. Uh, you know, certainly, uh, I, guess, I guess I shouldn't say that in such a way that I was surprised. I wasn't really surprised. I, I've seen him play winning football before. I saw him play winning football when he was with the Vikings um, and sort of knew what he had had. And now the fact that, you know, he's been under the tutelage of Sean Payton and sort of gets to watch from Drew Brees, I can't think of a better spot that I would be in uh, other than the fact that I wasn't a starting quarterback being in his position. So um, he's obviously taken uh, taken heed of this and, 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 has, and, has, and, has, and has grasped this learning opportunity that he has here because um, I watched him and I wasn't surprised at all the way that, that he did things. And look, I think he's a, he's a tremendous quarterback uh, in his own right without comparing him to anybody. Uh, so um, I don't want to see him for obvious reasons. But but should that ever come around, uh, you know, come about, then I certainly feel that pretty comfortable that we've got a guy that can that can handle it. Now, to say that he can handle it at, at you know number nine's level is is that's wrong. Um, it, that's not even close. But at the same time, uh, I think we still have a winning football team uh, with Teddy Bridgewater to helm. This time of camp and preseason, a lot of us and a lot of we, and I say we, me included. Uh, watch watch a lot of the superficial stuff. We haven't played at the level you have. What are you watching for right now? Camp, preseason games, practices, Steve. What what are you looking for to kind of separate the you know the guys who are going to make this roster from not and everything else? Consistency. I mean, you can always get guys. Look, the guys that are at this level at all the time, and, and no matter what position they're at, they show flashes of of you know all pro and you know this that and the other, but. It's the consistency to be able to replicate that um, kind of performance, play after play after play, um, and I think that's really sort of the thing that they're looking for now. Is they're seeing the guys that can consistently put a string of practices and scrimmages and and preseason games together at a level that's at a winning percentage. I mean, that's sort of broken down that way, but that's sort of the way you have to look at it because all these guys at this juncture are pretty good players, and again. Uh, sort of like last year. Um, I think that maybe the five linemen that we released last year, I think they all ended up starting, you know, for other football teams. And I think the same thing uh, along the offensive line is going to be true this year. I think that we're going to put some guys on the street that are really, really good football players. And they're not going to be there for long because they're going to be picked up by other, other teams uh, to replace what they've got. And, uh, and they're going to end up being starters. We've got a, a good problem to have, if I should say it that way. Yeah, the cutdowns are going to be incredibly tough. Uh, look, they always are, but this season yeah, especially. I'm, I'm really, really, really glad I don't have to do that. <laughs> right. It just would be, uh, oof, yeah, arduous. I don't want that job. I mean, I know it comes with what you're making as a head coach and general manager, but that's, yeah, Steve, just the human part of it, right? Like sitting next to these guys. Well, and... the, the human part of it is, 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 yeah, something that you just walk in that those last couple of days when you know those cuts are coming and, uh, you can sort of feel the tension in the air, and it's um, it's not a happy place. It sort of has a, a, a little bit of a, a funeral feel to it in sort of a way, um, and you feel absolutely awful for the guys that you know are good enough players to be on an NFL roster. It's just not going to be this NFL roster. 
You know, before I let you go, we were talking to Steve Court, former Saints offensive lineman. Uh, played a long time with the Saints, obviously. I mentioned when we were doing the show on, what was it, last Friday, uh, Teron Armstead got together with a bunch, and I'm talking dozens of other NFL offensive linemen this offseason. They did kind of a, a camp, kind of a group kind of get-together, just talked, went over some stuff, had meetings. Any, anything ever, like that ever happened when you were playing? Is that something that's kind of no. cool that can benefit everybody across the league? First of all, that never happened, and, and logistics of it uh, would never happen because guys would be saying, how in the world am I going to get out there? It's going to cost me more. Well, I can drive. You know, we can, like, right. you know, carpool or something like that. Now guys just, you know, hire a charter and they go out there. Okay. Right. So, look, I, I think it, it's a, a certainly a situation that, that I would have certainly enjoyed uh, being part of a, a group of, uh, you know, of other NFL guys that uh, were sort of at the top of their game and, and then, you know, being able to sort of exchange ideas and, and uh, techniques and things like that. And, uh, yeah, I, I think that would have been a lot of fun. And, again, I don't know sort of all the, the, the innuendos of what they did or did not do. Um, but it was certainly would. I'm going to talk to Toronto and find out about it and see some of the things they did and kind of went over it and, and kind of find out what a – you know, a typical day was, it'd be kind of interesting to find that out. Yeah, it's, I guess it's kind of a coast-to-coast brotherhood now uh, with offensive linemen. It seems like that's kind of how Teron was well, you know, talking about in the media. It's sort of, it sort of always is anyway. It's almost an unsaid thing. But at the same time, um, when you do get together with other guys that are, and especially offensive linemen, you realize that, um, I don't know, for lack of a better term, it's almost like, Everybody's the same. They just got different faces. You know, it's kind of uh, it's kind of this neat esprit de corps thing that you have, and uh, it, it's just it's a it's a comfortable setting because you don't really have to explain yourself, if that makes sense. Uh, everybody sort of understands where everybody's coming from. Yeah, and of course, it's the smart guys in the room who would actually get together and do something like this, right? Of course, uh, the <laughs> smartest men in the room are those offensive yeah. linemen. Well, of course, you know, <laughs> of course, absolutely. <laughs> it would be anywhere else. <laughs> He's Steve Court at Saint Sixty on Twitter. Give him a follow there, and you can hear him and myself on Sunday, eleven o'clock for fans first take, getting ready for Saints Chargers. We'll talk to you then, Steve. I'll see you then. Bye. All right, Let's talk to you then. And there he goes. We're gonna open up the phone lines now for you. Let's talk some Saints. Talk some LSU. Let's talk anything in this wide, wide world of sports. 504-260-1870. That's the phone number. It's area code 504-260-1870. Text line 870-870. I'm Seth Dunlap. Logan's behind the glass. And this is The Last Lap on WWL. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever. Or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey.